0: Hey, Joel, what's going on? This doesn't look like a normal beginning for Kids' Corner. It's not. Mr. Jacobs and the kids are getting ready for a drama show about Jesus and his disciples. It's got an intermission in everything. What? How is that even going to work? I don't know, Travis. Like I told you, it's not normal. And Sage is just as confused as we are. Oh, maybe if you listen, we can figure out what's going on. Yeah. what is going on here?
1: Hey Sage, we're getting ready for a drama script.
0: Drama script? Already? But I just got here.
1: That's how it works sometimes. Mr. Jacobs wrote the script for church tomorrow and we're doing a dress rehearsal, which means I need to get into costume. Be right back.
0: Wait, are we actually listening to the radio today? Olin, Olin.
1: Good morning Sage,
2: here to listen to the radio?
0: Oh yeah, if that's okay.
2: Of course, why wouldn't it be?
0: Oh, I just thought since you guys were getting ready to read a drama script, and I didn't want to interrupt.
2: Oh, that's very considerate. But I think we have time for a few programs.
3: Hey, Mr. Jacobs. I'll need help with my tax collector booth. Your what? I'll be right there, Everett.
0: I am so confused. This is not how I imagined this morning would go at all.
2: (laughs) It is a little chaotic. But I just thought of something that I might need your help with. Yeah? In all of the confusion, I seem to have forgotten that this drama will need a narrator. Could you fill in for this morning?
0: Sure, if I don't have to memorize lines.
2: Nope, just read the script as usual.
0: Well, all right, can I still listen to the radio first?
2: I don't see why not. It'll give me a chance to help Everett out with the props. It's still not working, Mr. Jacobs. On my way. Let me know if you need anything explained, Sage.
0: Okay, I think. Let's see, how do you turn this thing on? Now, from the garage of Lionel Jacobs, comes the Kids' Corner rendition of The Calling of Peter, an adapted biblical story about sacrifice. Long ago, north of the lands of Judea and Samaria, there lived some fishermen. They lived along the shore of a large lake called the Sea of Galilee. And on the day of our story, they had not had a good time.
1: Yeah. I don't know what's going on. We've been fishing here
3: all our lives and know all the tips and tricks and nothing. Come on, Simon, stop complaining and help us wash these nets. I'm coming, I'm coming.
0: As Simon and the rest of the fishermen kept washing their nets and laying them out to dry, they noticed a large crowd gathering.
1: Huh, I wonder what that's all about.
0: Soon, there were hundreds of people gathered on the shoreline, and they were all pushing and shoving to get close to someone who was trying to
1: talk.
2: Excuse me. Is this your boat?
1: Yeah, it's
2: not for sale. Would you do me a favor and push it out from shore so I can teach from there? This crowd is a little enthusiastic.
1: I mean, I'm not using it at the moment, so sure I guess. Thank you. It doesn't have to be too far,
2: just so I can sit down in peace.
0: And so Simon pushed his boat out into the water and the teacher began his sermon.
2: You have heard it said that you should love your friends and hate your enemies. But God wants you to love your enemies
3: and pray for the ones who want to hurt you. Simon, we're done with the nets. You want to go get something to eat? Shh. This guy has some really good points. Besides,
1: I can't leave now. He's still on my boat.
0: Simon and the other fishermen stayed and listened, and so did the crowd. But before too long, the teacher wrapped things up.
1: That's
2: all I have for you today. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May he make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. Let him lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace today and forever. Amen. That was amazing. You're a pretty good teacher, sir. Thanks. Thank you, too, for letting me use your boat. Why don't we go out into the lake and see if we can catch some fish?
1: Teacher, we've been fishing all night and we have nothing to show for it. But because you told us to, we'll give him one more shot.
0: Simon and his brother Andrew climbed aboard their boat and set sail to the deeper waters. They dropped their fishing nets into the water.
1: Now we wait. I don't think, whoa, the nets. Andrew, grab your side. It's gonna tip us over. Hey James, John, we're gonna need some help over here.
0: There were so many fish in the nets that they started to break. That's when God told Simon something. He saw just who this teacher was. This teacher was God himself.
1: Oh, oh no, please Lord, I've done so many bad things. Please leave me alone. I don't deserve to be in the same boat as you.
0: The other fishermen were just as surprised and scared.
1: Don't be afraid, Simon. You used to catch
2: fish, but if you follow me, you will catch people to bring them into my family. Though, we probably should get to shore first.
0: And so, when they got back, Peter, Andrew, James, and John left everything and followed Jesus. These were the first-time followers of Jesus, and he would go on to teach them many, many things.
3: Are you almost ready for the second act, guys? Yeah, I've just gotta go get some stuff together first.
0: Wait, second act? You mean we aren't done?
3: Are you not having fun, Sage?
0: I am, but usually when we do these Bible dramas, it's either really long or pretty short. I guess I'm just trying to figure out how this morning is supposed to work.
1: Uh, Mr. Jacobs, I have a question about that first act. All right, Olin, what's up? We said that Peter, Andrew, and the rest just left. They had all of those fish. They had boats. Didn't they like sell them or something? Not from what I can tell. The Bible says that they left everything and followed
2: him. In fact, the Bible says that James and John left their dad who was still in the boat. So you can kind of get how important it was for them to follow Jesus. Still, it's kinda weird.
0: Yeah, is that how we're supposed to act when we decide to follow Jesus? Leave our jobs, our families, leave our lives behind?
2: Interesting question. And though we can't literally follow Jesus around seeing as he's not on earth right now, the lesson we can learn from this is that when God tells us to go somewhere and or do something, the best choice we can make is to obey, leaving behind anything that can
1: slow us down. But I thought all of those things were good things. Aren't we supposed to love our families and be responsible with the stuff God gives us?
2: Absolutely. It's when we decide that these things are more important to us than doing what God has told us to do that we have a problem. These followers of Jesus, or disciples as they are known in the Bible, knew that he was more important than anything else, and so they left it all to follow. So
3: are we going to do my part of the script? I wouldn't miss it, Everett. But before we do,
2: how about we listen to another program on the radio? All right.
0: And now, from the garage of Lionel Jacobs, comes a Kids' Corner rendition of The Calling of Matthew, an adapted biblical story about
3: repentance.
0: A long time ago, though not as long as our last story, there was a tax collector named Matthew.
3: Some call me Levi. Some call me Matthew. Some call me other names that I won't repeat on this kids' show.
0: You see, Matthew had a bit of a reputation.
3: I'm a tax collector. It speaks for itself.
0: Mind explaining a little?
3: Okay, okay. I've been hired by Rome to tax my fellow Jews. People don't like taxes as it is. But when you are paying them to a foreign nation that's got you under their thumb, it makes it all that much worse. People see me as working for the enemy. In short, I'm a traitor.
0: And this made life hard for Matthew. But like most tax collectors, he was not a poor man.
3: Let's just say there's money to be made when you're the one counting the money.
0: One day, as Matthew was collecting taxes at his booth, someone approached him.
3: Hey, Levi,
2: Matthew,
1: follow me. Follow you? So what happened? Did God tell Matthew who he was talking to?
0: The Bible doesn't spell it out exactly. But it does tell us that Matthew got up, left the tax booth that had made him rich, and followed Jesus.
2: Do you mind if we stay at your house?
3: Uh, Of course you may, teacher. I'll have my servants make us dinner.
0: Of course, when people saw this, they were astounded. Jesus, the great teacher, staying at the house of a traitor and a sinner, some of the priests and holy men of the town got wind of this, and they had to see for themselves.
1: Look at him, eating with sinners and tax collectors
2: and he calls himself God's son? Tell me, readers of the law, when a doctor comes to a house, is it because the people inside are healthy, or are they sick? I have not come to help the people who are already holy, but to bring the sinful to
3: repentance. Repentance?
0: It means to realize what you're doing is wrong and to stop doing it.
3: I I know I've done a lot of things wrong, Lord, and I want to leave it all behind. Can you help me? Follow me.
0: And so, from that day forward, Matthew became Jesus' disciple. He left behind his cheating ways and the job that brought him so much wealth. Instead, he followed Jesus. Matthew's story goes to show us that even if we have done bad things in the past, Jesus still gives us a chance to leave it all behind and follow him.
2: Great job, guys. I can't wait for the people at the church to see these dramas tomorrow. It's going to be quite the sermon.
3: Thanks. It is going to be pretty fun, though I was wondering if the Bible has anything else to say about what we were talking about today.
1: You mean the whole leaving everything behind thing?
3: Yeah, I mean, just because these guys left home to follow Jesus doesn't mean that we're supposed to. Right, Mr. Jacobs? That's a fair point, Everett. Like we were talking about between scripts,
2: God doesn't want all of His people to leave their jobs and families, but passages like Matthew 19.21, Mark 8.34, and Luke 14 all explain how following God needs to be more important than anything else to us.
0: Okay, so I guess I need to clear up this once and for all. How do we follow God? What does that mean? We can't see God and we can't see where He's going, which is kind of confusing.
2: Ah that would be a good thing to know if any of this is going to make sense, wouldn't it, Sage? In 1 Peter 2, God uses Jesus as an example. He was treated badly by all kinds of people. You're talking about when they put him on the cross, right? That's where it all led up to, yes. But even before that, Jesus had people calling him names, trying to trick him, accusing him of things he hadn't done. And yet he showed them love and didn't try to get back at them. He suffered and ultimately died. And all the while, he put his trust in God, the only one who matters in the
0: end. Wait, so when Jesus says, follow me, he means follow his example?
2: Well, that's one of the things it means. In John 8, God tells us that following him means following his instructions and commands. When we do, we will be able to see what he wants us to do, and we will be set free by the truth he gives. So it means follow his commands and his example. Right. And like it says in John twelve twenty six, when we do that, God will make sure we are rewarded.
0: Wow, this is a lot to think about. Is there anything else that the Bible says about this stuff?
2: A lot more. But I think if you want to know more, you should look it up for yourself.
3: What? But you're supposed to tell us all the answers.
2: Well, oh, I don't know. Give a man a fish and all that? Huh? <laughs> I have faith that you guys can find some answers for yourself. And once you do, let me know. I'd love to see what you come up with.
3: Want to go to my house and look up Bible verses on my mom's tablet?
0: Sure. Bye, Mr. Jacobs.
2: Have a good day, guys.
1: Oh, would you mind? Don't worry. I've got the radio.